Hello, everyone, and welcome back to The Good Screen, episode 50 for real. 50 for realsies! Yeah. My name is Russell. My name is Lauren. And today we have a very exciting episode for you, but before we start, I know, it has been a few weeks. It's been a month. It's been more than two weeks. It's been a while. And basically, we just want to let everyone know that, um, oops. <laughs> But more importantly, we want to let everyone know that we are trying to plan for a way to circumvent this from happening. We discussed earlier before we... I, I just want to get this out of the way. So just bear with me. We'll, we'll talk about our normal stuff soon. I just want to get this out of the way. Lauren sometimes isn't available even at a two weeks advance. Sometimes things come up. And I would mm-hmm. like to say that every time that something comes up, it's because we were lazy and decided, oh, we'll record tomorrow. That's kind of what happened last time, it, it, but also I kept having to stay late with work. Yeah, but it was only because we didn't do it on Thursday. Yeah. We could have recorded it on Thursday, and we would have been fine. But anyway, what, I, what I'm trying to say is, because these things happen, are how we are going to circumvent this is, I am going to review every Fast and the Furious movie. Can I tell you something? What? I'd be willing to do the first three with you, but none of the other ones. Well, that doesn't help our issue. So you well, would have to be with me for all three of the first ones then. And I, I would be filming them every like day for like one week. <laughs> do you want to hear something interesting about the first Fast and Furious movie that happened recently? What? So last week at work, because um, when no one's using the TV, we kind of just put on a movie for everyone to watch. Okay. Like have in the background. Yeah. And so my coworker decided to put on the first Fast and Furious. Cool. Because it's on Netflix or whatever. And so within the first, like, 20 minutes, someone says the F-slur. Oh, really? Yeah. And one of the girls was like, wait, why are they saying that? Oh, like, I mean. That's not okay. And my coworker. Had to explain what the 2000s ex- were like. Explained very, like, very decisively, like, this movie was filmed in the year 2001. Yeah. And being out as gay wasn't as accepted back then and using this word isn't as bad as it is today right it was usually in in like either you were like making fun of a friend yeah who definitely wasn't gay yeah or you hated someone's guts and you wanted to like mess with them yeah because nobody straight even wanted to think about themselves as possibly being gay because mm-hmm. like so we know, in a way there was no better than it is now no but like <laughs> the girls know that they're not allowed to say that word right but they didn't know that people used to just say it all the time oh yeah and my coworker did a very very good job of explaining to them that this movie is a time capsule right <laughs> of what 2000 looked like yeah yeah people didn't get upset over that yeah um, i would say they didn't get upset about it until like 2013 until macklemore are you blaming macklemore as the catalyst for- <laughs> honestly i i am because <laughs> i don't think like, he's a catalyst i think he was a i think he was a a, 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 a pioneer maker, pioneer uh, yeah i think that a lot of people heard that song that was like my mom i told my mom i was gay I thought I was gay because I like to draw. Because I like to draw. And a lot of people who like to draw were like, oh, I actually am gay, unlike Macklemore. What? No. <laughs> That's not how it happened. Anyways. So, I am planning for <laughs> to make a podcast by myself with all the Fast and the Furious movies. However, now Lauren wants to do it, so I have to find something else. 
I ruined it. I you did. <laughs> you you did ruin it. No, you can still do that. We can um, just do the first three together and then do all the other ones on your own. Okay. That doesn't matter. Or I, I don't know. You just do them all. I don't care. We'll figure I am thinking of ways to make it so that there's like backup episodes that we can be consistent. Mm-hmm. Even though YouTube hates when we upload every other week. Yeah. Um I'm yeah, so Hopefully, it will be a little more consistent. I am personally thinking about just recording an episode next week when you're off, or weekend when you're off anyway, mm-hmm. um, just to kind of help boost it up. But um, I am actively trying to make the podcast as consistent as it was, as in two weeks. Uh, I would love for it to be every week again, but we that's really tough to do. Yeah. Yeah. Until Lauren switches her schedule around. That's out of my control. And that is out of your control. You need to talk a little louder, too. So. Okay. <laughs> uh, so that's that's a little bit of our podcast housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lauren, what have you been enjoying on the good screen? Well, Russell, I have been watching Critical Role. You have been? Yeah. It's only been over the last few days, but it's probably the thing I've enjoyed most on the good screen in the last, like, since we last... There's a lot recorded. of stuff that we are totally going to fly over. Probably. Um, but yeah, over the last few days, because uh, I'm in a really big sewing slump. Right. So I've taken to knitting again. Mm-hmm. And I'm working on like my first actually like complicated knitting pattern. Right. And um, so just as background noise, I've been like watching slash listening to Critical Role. Um. I didn't watch the first campaign at all, but I know of it. I watched the first, like, third of the second campaign, like, as it was coming out. You were really into it then, back then. And I was. And, and then I had to drop it because then I started working two jobs. Right. <laughs> and um, now I didn't feel like going back and finding where I was with the second pa- campaign, but I might one of these days because I, I really enjoyed the second campaign. Um, so I'm on, like, episode three of the third campaign. Okay. Which started coming out in, I guess, 2020, because they keep saying 2021 a lot. Okay. And, um, yeah. That's... What can you tell me about it? Uh, Critical Role <laughs> is a Dungeons & Dragons, I don't want to call it a podcast, a Dungeons & Dragons... Watch along. Watching experience, where you watch a group of voice actors play Dungeons and Dragons and they're all very prolific voice actors. Right. That's the like their their hook. That's the draw of it and also yeah. all very good actors and because of that as well. Yeah. And it's very funny to watch. Right. And um I enjoy it. Okay. They have a lot of really fun spins with each thing that they do. I know Vin Diesel, speaking of Fast and the Furious, was in one of their episodes. Yeah, they did a one-shot with Vin Diesel. Yeah. Yeah. Did I, you ever watch it? I watched, like, the first five. I cannot, for the life of me, watch other people play D&D, even if it is, like, McCree. I'm sorry, Cassidy, and, like, every other voice wow, actor on the face of Earth. his name is Matt Damon. No, it's not. <laughs> his name is Matt Mercer. Matt Mercer, <laughs> yeah. And... <laughs> I wonder if Matt Damon will be, like, the final villain in Fast and Furious. I feel like he's beyond <laughs> those movies now. He makes weird movies. Do you know who I think the final villain is going to end up being? They probably already have it, but who? I think it's going to be, um, like, Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves? Yeah. I think he's above that, too. I think it's going to be dark um, Paul Walker. 
dark Paul Walker. Yeah, like, like the, the Shadow fuck? the Hedgehog version of Paul Walker. Wow. Uh, like like Steve Runner. Was... <laughs> That's just Minecraft Steve. Yeah. Was Paul Walker even in the first three? Yes. He was in the first two. He was in the first two. Okay. I remember you said something about how he wasn't in some of them. We should just review all of the Fast and the Furious movies in one podcast. No. Like, but stitch it together, you know. Like, make it 11 hour long. 12 hour long. Yeah. (laughs) Um, (laughs) All right. I can't stop thinking about Fast and the Furious now. Wow. All right. Um, so you're enjoying C- Critical Role. Yes. It is a D&D podcast where famous voice actors um, put a camera on their D&D sessions and make money off of it. Oh, most of all the money they make does go to charity. Oh, that's nice. At least yeah. there's that. Um, and then they also make money. They sell merch, but I think a lot of that goes to charity too. Right. They're they're very prolific in many ways. Okay. that's At least there's that. Yeah. Yeah. And they're I, also always doing work as they're doing this, too. Oh, yeah. Like, like this during, is just for fun. Yeah. Well, it's also, like, an actual, like, huge business thing for them now, too. Yeah, there's a TV show mm-hmm. on or a Netflix show. Comics and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Netflix show is based off of the first campaign. Okay. Um. But, so, like, in the second campaign, there was, like, a good, like, because they record every Thursday. They right. They have live broadcasts. Um, oh. Yeah, and they there was like a solid like two months where Ashley Johnson wasn't there. Okay. And her character was like out on vacation, doing other stuff. Like they made up a story that her character was doing stuff. <laughs> cool. Because she was doing stuff with The Last of Us too. Oh, it's that. Yeah, because she okay. she she's the voice actor for Ellie. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and then even in the show, uh, at the end when you see the episode of like Ellie being born, Ashley Johnson played the mom. Did you ever watch that one? Oh, the TV show. Yeah. Oh, I was like, the the game? No, she was gone because she was doing stuff for the, the game TV. as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, she was the mom. I didn't watch the last of a show. Yeah. I watched the first episode and I was like, yeah, this seems all right. Mm-hmm. This is the game. Yeah. And then uh, Laura Bailey was also in the second The Last of Us. She was, all, yeah. And she also featured in the show, but it's a bit more subtle because she was one of the surgeons. Okay. At the end. Yeah. She got shot. Yeah. Or like in many playthroughs, bowed. Yeah. You can get a bow at the end and just, no, don't, don't. <laughs> really slowly. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you probably could have taken him down if he had a bow. Anyways. Um, Anyways, Russell. So, what's up? Uh, I was going to ask you what you're enjoying, but do you have something else to say? No. Okay. What are you enjoying on the good screen, Russell? I have been enjoying a few things, but I am just going to say one. <laughs> I'm going to honor our new rule. Russell's made up a rule. We're going to talk about one thing. We can only thing. talk about one thing. It's just because I can quickly upload the podcast through RSS if it's under two hours. Wow. That's the only reason why I'm like, one thing, one personal thing. I and don't if, know why. If we have uh, another... Yeah. I... Although my one thing is kind of like a journey thing, so... Just bear with me. I've been playing Pokemon Red version. Yeah. I've been playing it on and off since, I want to say, last fall. Mm-hmm. And I got it before the eShop closed. I got all three. I got all six of them, actually. Um, mm. The, the you know, 
the 30-year-old's Pokemon games. Yeah. As I like to call them. Yeah. And I, I played Red because I never, like, I have a cartridge for Red and it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Don't know how I can get it to work. So I, I'm like, okay, I'll play it on 3DS. This will be fine. I'm, I was really enjoying my time. The game is absolutely busted compared to modern games or modern Pokemon games, at least. Uh, the, the, um, there's like one or two Pokemon that you can just play the whole game through with. Alakazam is like a disaster for anyone. Yeah. Um, but my party is, was pretty good. And I, I, I went through the whole game. I started with Charmander, which is really tough to do in that game. Yeah, because the first like three gyms. Uh, yeah, the, mostly the first two gyms, but especially the first one, because you, there is no Pokemon available to you mm-hmm. that can learn an attack that it's good against uh, Brock. So you got to yeah. use like confusion on a Butterfree. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um. So I picked hard mode because I'm like, okay, I'll play through red with you know Charmander. And, you can pick easy mode. Yeah, easy mode is a Bulbasaur. Oh. <laughs> Okay. I was like, okay, I'll, I'll play through red with Charmander. I'll play through blue with Squirtle. And then, of course, you get all three of them in yellow. Um, just naturally through the story. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is this will be fine. Uh, it was a honestly like really nice playthrough. I hardly had to grind. Okay. Um, the Elite Four I got really lucky on. I kind of went in. I was like, I'll try them. I'm like, yeah. like level 40-ish. I'll try the Elite Four. I, I beat them. Okay. And uh, now I'm at the point where I, I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to catch them all. Yeah. I'm going to catch them all. I'm going to not do like a living po- I don't even think you can do a living Pokédex in that game. Because the box system is really bizarre. Yeah, I don't think you can. Yeah. But I was like, I'm going to at least you know have a Pokéball next to all of them in the Pokédex. Yeah. And uh, I realized that this might be impossible to do um, as considering that the shop is closed. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you basically had to rely on somebody else having one of the three games and being able to give you uh, a, a Squirtle and a Bulbasaur because you, you can't get them in the game. Yeah. There's nowhere you can go to get them. And trade for like a Bachamp. I have Gengar and Alakazam. I feel like there should be like a post-game thing where you can trade for them. Right? That's that's just silly. It. it I mean, they weren't. That was the that was the hook, though. Like they were like, oh, you had to find. That was the whole buy two versions. Yeah. You would you would spend another. I guess at the time it was like thirty bucks. Yeah. To, to um, you know, get access to those Pokemon and trade and get a link cable, mm-hmm. and then maybe you'll get a second Game Boy or have a friend who has a Game Boy and you just put it in theirs. Mm-hmm. And that was the whole point. But on the 3DS, it's miserable now because. I can't just go on my old 3DS and make a new account and download Blue mm-hmm. because the, there's no way to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, and even on your DS, like you only have Crystal. I only bought Crystal. I kind of regret that. Yeah, um, it's probably the best one to get overall. Well, I have. Ow! I stubbed my toe. <laughs> How do you do that? You're sitting down. I was kicking my foot and I hit the chair. Oh, don't don't hit the chair. Okay, thank you for telling me that. I'll never do it again now. So I'm at the point I have 81 Pokemon. Oh, I was gonna say I've always, I want to play Heart Gold and Soul Silver. I have Soul Silver. You won't let me play it. No, it's because I'm gonna play that. <laughs> so I, but honest <laughs> to goodness, I'm re- I was really enjoying playing Red version. Uh huh. And um, I'll probably wait to talk about it again, but I have started playing Violet again. And yeah. I can talk about it. It's not on my. That's not what I've been enjoying on the good screen by far. Okay. But red version overall, I've really enjoyed my time with it. 
mm-hmm. playing the classic experience of Pokemon. Yeah. Or Pokemon, as people say. I feel like if I had to go back and play a Pokemon game, I, I would finish Black 2, for one. Okay. Because um, I still haven't done that. Uh, I want to play... I guess I'd try to find Heart Gold, since you have Soul Silver. Yeah. Um, But, like, modern-wise, I would go back and play Sword again. I feel like that one is more palatable over... Yeah. Over Scarlet and Violet. Yeah, definitely. So Sword and Shield is more palatable. You know what? Which one I almost asked you to bring me instead of Violet? When I, I was dog sitting over the last Arceus? week. And, uh, yes, but also no. Um, oh. Just the regular Shining Pearl. Oh. Because that that's like a I, vanilla experience. It is very vanilla. So vanilla in the way that no one liked it. I loved it. Because there, there were no like innovations but, on it. There were no spins. But that's the thing. It's the only normal pokemon game on the switch technically think about it that way yeah i don't like the graphics of it i love it i think i think it's exactly what i wanted and i bet mark my words the gen 5 remakes are gonna look exactly like it i mean i'll play that though because i like gen 5 more than i like yeah. gen 4 even though gen 4 was my first gen and everyone nobody says, likes gen 4 everyone says that the first generation you play is supposed to be favored i gen 4 has a special place in my heart right but gen 5 is like peak that's how I feel about Gen 2, because I technically did play Yellow first, and then I played mm-hmm. Silver and Gold, and I was like, this is the best in the world. Yeah. So, we're very passionate about Pokemon here. Uh, when is there going to be Pokemon Brown? <laughs> uh, it probably exists in, like, a ROM hack or something. I think it is. Okay, so that's what I've been enjoying on the good screen, okay. among, like, a lot of other things. I've been kind of all over the place. So, my problem is, right now, for screening... Is that I'm screening a little less, but at the same time, I have a, a, a predicament because in like two months, I'm going to be done. Not done, but like... Limited. Limited. Very limited to what I can play, at least for games. Yeah. And um, I'm trying to think of like, what do I want to get done before that? My issue is And I'm all I, over the place. I like hyperfixate screen. Yeah. So, like, I'll enjoy the same one thing for, like, a month, and I'll have nothing to talk about. I... And I also have, like, such limited time before and after work that it's usually easier to just, like, kind of put something on in the background that I don't have to pay attention to while I do something else. You know, I I know a game that would be perfect for you to play for, like, an hour after work and to wind down. What? Has, like, a big sword guy and a silver hair guy with an even longer sword i feel like that'd be the perfect game for you to wind down with did you know that you can press the select button or i guess the the pad on that and it'll show you the paths you can walk on in final fantasy 7 like no yeah what it'll show you the walkable area no, yeah. I didn't know that. Even in the PlayStation version. That would have that. made this so many other yeah. things easier. <laughs> I just, I Why are you telling it. me this? I just learned it. For like I, two I just learned it from Into the Aether, which I'll, I'll talk about That's at the incredible. end of the podcast, probably. All right, so um, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to get you back into that game with one of your uh, Christmas presents. <laughs> and and it, that makes it very vague, but at least now you know that one of them is Final Fantasy VII related. I think I have an idea on what it is, but I don't want to spoil it for either one of us, so I'm not going to say there may There may be more than one Final Fantasy VII-related gift. <laughs> is this what you said, the theme? I've, you said you were going to do a theme. Is this the theme? I, I have, That's I, fine, honestly. I Honestly, I didn't want this I to should, be the theme. I should make a goal to finish it by Christmas. Apparently, I'm really close to beating it anyways. 
I'm like two thirds the way through. You're like yeah, you're you're pretty close. Um, unless you want to get like the best stuff of the golden chocobo. See, I, the god I'm following, I'm already missing so much stuff. Apparently, I missed a whole lot of um materia, and I'm not trying to go back and. That's get okay. It. You don't need to. When I play whatever. it, I'll probably do the 100% humongo dungo. <laughs> <laughs> if there's anything I would go back and do. Um, because the guide was giving me things for this the whole time, because apparently a lot of people, like, when they go back and replay this, they're trying to get this one achievement. Okay. Where it's the bromance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because in one part you go on a date. You can go with Barrett. And if you choose the right things along the way and you have, like, the highest friendship level with Barrett, then you go on a date with Barrett. Oh, okay. It's called bromance. That's what the achievement's called. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I've realized that now thinking about going on dates with characters in the game, that's just another Legend of Heroes thing that they ripped off of, Final Fantasy VII. Yeah, they, they really did just... If you liked Final Fantasy VII and want 10 games similar <laughs> to it... Play Cold Steel. Play uh, all 10 of the Legend of Heroes games. Yeah. I have kind of soured on it. I can tell. Yeah. I, I, I You keep bringing up wanting to sell all your stuff. I don't want to sell all my stuff. I just, I don't I know. I think you should wait until we're trying to buy a house and then you sell it all. Yeah. Anyways. Um, or when I... Because the collector's editions are worth a lot of money. Wow. If I get pregnant, um, you should sell all that stuff. Okay. So well, we can afford diapers. Yeah. for I'll sell... Yeah, that that's great. I'll sell my Reen Cold Steel stuff for diapers. Yeah. Anyways, let's it's go ahead... 30-year-old man. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go ahead. I just like the older I get, the more I'm like, these games are definitely for teenagers. Yeah. Not to like, you know, yuck anyone's yums, but like. It's the, for a younger audience. Persona. I'm, I'm the same way about crowd. Persona. Like, I don't feel like these games are made for like adult adults. No. Maybe like, you know, 20, 21. Mm -hmm. But like, it, it feels a little strange playing a game like that when you're older. And I think I transitioned from like young adult to older adult while i was playing the series when it's also like all these games take place in like high school right which is very relatable for like someone in like their early you know what, 20s maybe you know what ruined the the i think kind of started like souring the series for me yakuza like a dragon oh that game's about 40 year olds who fight yeah and it has like the same mechanics incredible. and stuff and it's awesome oh did you know that in the new one it's gonna be in u.s dollars instead of yen yes because he's in hawaii yeah but i saw that things are like crazy fucking cheap oh yeah like the, it's <laughs> they don't know what the prices are no. <laughs> well that's funny at least it's like you beat up a guy and, and you get like a hundred bucks <laughs> See, see, that's like the one game I'm gonna play next year because of you know yeah. reasons. Because oh, yeah, I saw I saw someone joking about like it's like, and I forget if it was like a play test or something they showed, but like uh, they got like sixty bucks, and they were talking about how he could go buy the new uh, Dragon Quest game with that. Yeah, <laughs> All right, you beat up one guy and you can go buy Dragon Quest. Wow. <laughs> well, um, yeah. So I think like that series in particular really not series like that one game like really like i was like this this is fun and exciting and i don't feel like a creep when I i'm like romancing it. like 12 year olds you should always feel like a creep when you're romancing 12 year olds muscle i know but like there's no 12 year olds to romance and like that's what i'm saying like, yeah yeah i should play ishin 
Yeah, you played that for a little bit. I played it for like a minute, but I just wasn't vibing with how you play it. Oh. I've well, never played a game like it before. So. You should play Zero. Yakuza Zero. Is that the one with Kiryu? <laughs> <laughs> Why are you laughing at me? Seven of them are the ones with <laughs> Kiryu. <laughs> You could you could put your hand in a jar of games from the Yakuza series with Kiryu in them, and I guess Kiryu's also an Asian. So yeah, I and like, it. and like you would get one with him him at least in it like every time, uh, unless you get the weird PSP one that never came out in America. Wow, that has a fan translation. Oh, yeah. Who's so, the other Yakuza guy? Um. Majima. Majima. Yeah, he's also that's the only he's game the where you can play as him. Right? Yeah, mm-hmm. you can play as both of them. You can go back and forth. Mm. Um, <laughs> you would you would probably like think the game was a little tough at first. You put it on easy mode. You'd probably think it was tough at first, but then you would get to like the management stuff, like ten hours into the game, and and that's it. You manage a cabaret or real oh. estate. Cabaret with Majima and real estate with. Kirio. <laughs> and that's um, awesome. Yeah. So so overall, <laughs> honestly, I think overall that series is what like kinda killed like I think that series is killing um, like every other game, honestly. For for me, like um There's so much to do in all of those games. Yeah. Um that and just like the the Legend Heroes games. The only reason why I've actually played like most of them, or all of them I guess, is because of lockdown. Like there, there was no outcome if I wasn't stuck at home for a year of my life that I would have played all those games. Yeah. Yeah, or scared to go out like a, a half a year after that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, all right, we're going on a little long about this part, so let's go ahead and talk about. We watched two movies. We are talking about both of them, then. We are. I thought you said you were gonna, whatever. I guess we're talking about both of them. We'll talk about both of them. We watched two movies that are have similar names. Very different. We are going today on the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, what you've been waiting for. We are going to talk about Labyrinth and Pan's Labyrinth. Let me get my notebook for um, Labyrinth. Uh, Pan's Labyrinth, I did not take any notes. I took notes for both of them. like i wrote a lot but it's it's probably nothing all right i'm back in my seat <clears throat> all right let's start with labyrinth okay um labyrinth i think we don't have the research i think it came out in like 86 like sometime in the 80s yeah around then. uh it's starring shit what's her name Ah oh, man this is why i wish we had the research pull up the wikipedia lauren pulling up the wikipedia pull it up well we know one of them David Bowie. Labyrinth is a hard word. Jennifer Cooley. Connolly. Jennifer Connolly. Yeah, who looks very different as an adult. Um, I think she looks remarkably similar as an adult. Just, you know. 
Yeah, it came out in 1986. She probably got plastic surgery. Let's be real. Russell, I don't know. 86? I was right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, um... Yeah, pull up Wikipedia, not IMDb. What the fuck? All right. So, <clears throat> we have that information down. It is an isekai. <laughs> it is technically an isekai. So, this was made by Jim Henson and company. And what? And company. You said company? Company. <laughs> company? Uh, Lucas Films fucking oh, pops they, off. They helped. They always pop off with every movie they have yeah. a hand in. Mm-hmm. But yeah, George Lucas had a hand in this. It was a big operation. He was an executive producer. I remember they made it after The Dark Crystal. So this is kind of like... I've never seen The Dark Crystal. There's the new show that's on Netflix. Yeah. One of the kids was watching that a while ago. And I was like, oh, this is like kind of interesting. It's fucking weird. But they were all creeped out by the puppets. And I was like, honestly valid. So then we stopped watching it. (laughs) (laughs) I watched that a little too young. The first one is really bizarre. So the thing about like this era of Jim Henson, like... He wanted to make stuff for children that wasn't, like, cute. Yes, which he honestly, was like, we need more of. I think, I don't want to, like, say that like, this was his direct quote, but it was basically, like, children should be scared sometimes. Yeah, they Because to... the world is scary. That's very valid. And and that, I think that was more so in Labyrinth. Um, and Labyrinth was a commercial <laughs> failure. <laughs> and, and Not Labyrinth. Um, I'm sorry. It was more so in uh, The Dark Crystal that it was kind of like scarier. Like this mm-hmm. movie isn't really that scary. No. The puppets have a similar vibe to The Dark Crystal. Like they're all kind of like, gro- well, they're goblins. So they're gross. Yeah. Um, they're weird looking. And and suddenly like you just hear Frank Oz and you're like, wait, what? And um, but la- and yeah, so what was I saying? Oh yeah, so the dark, the dark crystal and um, and labyrinth were both commercial failures, more or less. They got labyrinth wasn't. It wasn't. No, its budget was twenty five million. Its box office was thirty four. Oh. So it wasn't like insanely successful. I think but it like had like, a slow start. It's like a cult classic. Though. It's a cult classic now. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's that's all we got on the research part. That's all I remembered. Uh, it says Terry Jones of Monty Python wrote the first draft of this film's early script in 1984. So, Lauren, did you like Labyrinth? Yes, but uh, I have seen this movie before. The last time I watched it was when I was like 15 or so. You said, um, well, we both have seen parts of this movie. Yes. You saw this whole movie. Most of it, I think. Okay. I don't remember like the um, middle part. I think, like, my music teacher put it on one day when we had nothing to do. Yeah, that sounds about right for a music teacher. (laughs) Yeah, but um, there's a lot of it that I didn't remember quite as much. And so, like, versus when I was a kid watching this versus now, it's a little bit different. Um, What did you think of the opening? With the owl. Yes. It was awesome. I know. That was awesome. I David wrote, Bowie being like, yeah, we're going to go in the labyrinth. That's exactly what he said. Yeah. yeah. I wrote Look down out, a baby. CGI I'm opening. David Bowie. CGI, CGI opening 10 out of 10. Was what I wrote down. Yes. For that. That was incredible. I was watching and I was like, I bet this blew people's fucking minds. And then they showed puppets afterwards and I was like, oh, yeah, this is the. 
Um, and I also wrote down that I miss cool pre-movie credits because Marvel they don't do that cinema anymore. Yeah. and they don't do pre-movie credits anymore. For anything, almost. I think they did for Spider-Man. I want to say did Asteroid they? City had some. Asteroid City did. Well, Spider-Man, Spider-Man, the original ones had... Um, the, the really cool things. Yeah. I'm uh, talking about like the... The new ones? The new ones. No, they don't did do they it for something? the new ones, no. What was it we saw recently where they... Was it just Asteroid City where we saw it and they had it and we were like, whoa, I haven't whoa. seen that in a minute? I think... I I think so. Maybe. Um, anyways. Yeah. So, Labyrinth is about a girl named Sarah. Yeah. And Sarah is a weird kid. She's a normal kid. She is like 13 or 14. I think she's like 14. Okay. And then also the actress was also like 14 when she did this too. Yeah. She, um, she is from a broken home. Not really. Well, she's from a home She's with... from like a pretty standard 1986 home where her dad remarried and he's having a new wife, a new yes. baby. So a divorced a home. I shouldn't say a broken home. A, a divorced Not every home. divorced home is a broken home. Yeah, also. I guess. Um... <laughs> And she doesn't like her stepmother. It's very much, like, it's setting up to be like, oh, this is kind of like a Cinderella thing, where like Almost. evil stepmother. But the stepmother is just kind of being She's like just a normal lady. Normal. She wants to have a night out with her husband. Yeah. And that means that the daughter has to take care of the baby, who's not like her brother, you mm-hmm. know, from her mother. Mm-hmm. Um. So she doesn't want to do it. Well, she also doesn't want to do it because, I think it's just like a. But what else would she have done? Well, it's She's like... She's a loser. Russell, she was a f- normal teenage <laughs> girl who just was interested in theater. Yeah, God. she was a weird theater kid. I guess so. But she just didn't want to watch the baby because she was like, I don't understand why I have to watch the baby. Yeah. Just because I happen to be here. Right. Which, like, a valid point. I guess. Almost. But I've read a, I've read a lot of stuff about um how you shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that? Yeah. Shouldn't make your kids watch your kids so you can go out. That's parentification. 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 Oh, parentification. Yes, because then they'll think that she's the mom. Well, no, it's also that, but it could also occur to be point of resentment. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, just hire a fucking babysitter for Even both of them. The fourteen-year-old's still a child. Is a babysitter parentification in a way too? No. Don't go out if you have a child. Spend Period. time with your kids. Yeah. No, just kidding. I Make grandma watch the kids. Or I something. shouldn't say that. Yeah, I shouldn't We're say that because I'm not a parent. I I don't know how to parent. Uh, anyway, so she has to babysit her half brother Toby. Yeah. And very 1980s. So my my initially like going back to the stepmom again, like they set her up as like, oh, you know, she's awful. Like she's going to be like the bad person or something like that. Yeah. And that never really gets resolved. Even at the end of the movie, it's mm-hmm. just kind of like they're back from their night. And mm-hmm. she's like, oh, I went on this wonderful adventure. And they never really, like, resolve that conflict. There's no, like, oh, you know, thank you for doing that for me, Sarah. Mm-hmm. That was very nice of you. Yeah. It was just kind of like David Bowie sings again in the credits. And the, <laughs> and the owl comes back. Um, <laughs> David Bowie was the owl. He was? Oh, yeah, he was. Um, okay. So, yeah. Anyway, I wrote down that Sarah is delusional. <laughs> She's having a magical theater kid moment. She's having a magical theater kid moment where she's like, my life is theater. She's at that point where, like, 
she's, she's the theater very kid, dramatic. and she she's like the theater is her life. She has a poster of the musical Cats on her wall. <laughs> theater <laughs> theater is her life. That was incredible. She wants to she wants to practice really hard so that in in thirty years she can be on the Cats movie. Was she in the Cats movie? I don't know, and I don't want to look that up. Um, that would be incredible. That'll be a loaded episode if we ever get to that. God. So, See, and I like the original Cats musical. Yeah. The movie, I don't want to touch with a 10,000 foot pole. I do. You want to touch it? I want to, I want to, with a glove on. I want to put a glove on. Okay, but anyway, she's delusional and she thinks her life, she's like, my life is like a musical. Yeah. That's literally <laughs> what this movie was. Yeah. And, um, although I don't think she ever sings in any of the songs, she doesn't weird it's all david bowie she's a poser then uh anyway or maybe she's like stage crew ah the worst kind of theater kid <laughs> the one who just like oh i'm gonna make this tree show up when the curtain closes and then i'm gonna run away i don't think so because at the beginning she was practicing for like the main role yeah or like just just doing it for fun i don't know yeah with her dog it's never confirmed if she's actually in theater she just likes to go in the park and, re- and reenact these scenes in her favorite book. Did you ever, like, as a kid, reenact, like, or create your own, like, kind of, like, make-believe? Did you ever make-believe, Lauren? I did. And I did it with Pokemon. Okay. I would imagine that I had Pokemon friends. I would draw my own Pokemon. Ooh. Yeah. But yeah, I remember my brother and I would go on bike rides and we would pretend that we were Pokemon trainers going to look for Pokemon. I think I did that too. Yeah. One of my friends at the campground was really, really into it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I had a sword. In Pokemon? No, 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 no. Oh. In, in like as a kid and I would like go into the woods and at my old, old house, not yeah. where I, where my parents live now. I went to the woods and I was playing with my sword. I was going like, you know, hoo hoo and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. No clue what I was like thinking about at the time, but um. Just being and cool. then I um, I very classically like dug the sword into the ground, and <sighs> um, I did you I, it? No, I hid a bee's nest, <gasps> and um, <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> and all the bees came out, and I started running like to the house. I was like, I'm gonna die. Did you get stung? Oh, I got stung like four or five times. Ouch. And, um... That's how you learn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I have another bee story later on, but it was for a completely different reason that we got stung. Um, but anyway. Anyways. And then I, um, I ran back and I was screaming. And then my sister was, like, also in the woods and, and, uh, further, like, at the creek or whatever. And, um, or the creek, as some would say. Why are you looking at me like that? I don't know why. I say I'm, creek. You say creek. Some people call it crick. It depends on what it is. It depends on if I'm trying to be funny or not. Either way. <laughs> um, and she thought that like my mom was like spraying me with the hose or something, and she ran right through the bees and also got stung. <laughs> so, <laughs> so that was terrifying and scared me. And um, I never made believe after. No, I'm just kidding. I um. Wow. Anyways, yeah. so, going on with the labyrinth. So I, I understand where Sarah is coming from with the labyrinth. Because yeah. one time I was that delusional. I think that's <clears> children <throat> are. I think that's just... I think that's, that's, just, I think I think that's, that's imagination. Healthy. I think that's healthy. I don't think kids have that anymore. No. I think that's just using your imagination. Yeah. Anyways, so she wants to turn Toby into a goblin, like, in her book. Yeah. 
And then David Bowie comes in through a window as an owl and takes Toby and says, I'm going to make him a goblin, actually, because you said the magic words. Yeah. And she's like, oh, fuck. He's like, oh, shit. <laughs> that was her stabbing the bee's nest. She was like, my actions have consequences? Yeah. She stabbed the bee's nest with her sword. Through, yeah. In, in her, you know. Yeah. And, um, and then she was like, and then her world is transformed into the world of the labyrinth. She I'm goes sh- into the world of the labyrinth. I'm sure there's a real name for it. There probably is. There's like comic books and stuff for the labyrinth. There are, which seems kind of interesting. Yeah. But anyways, so is it an illusion though? Or is it a parallel world in her own world? Uh, I think she manifested it. I think she did. I think they could have done a lot more with like. This was a children's book. Any, whatever. And they probably expand on that in the comic books. They, and there's like novels and stuff. They spent a lot of the budget on getting David Bowie. Yes. probably and this was his height puppets. making all the puppets either way so she's in this world and she's like i gotta find my brother and she asks this like worm like hey i need to know which way to go mm-hmm. and he was like oh go left or right i don't, I don't remember yeah and, no he uh, says go through go through he teaches her how to like oh yeah go into the walls and then she doesn't go the other way and the other way would have led her straight to the castle Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I thought that part was really funny. And along her way through um, her journey, she met a few people. Mm-hmm. What did you think about Hoggle? Hoggle, I thought, was a nice friend. Yeah. I thought he was a little morally gray. Yeah. His arc was like, I'm resolved and now I'm not, but now I actually am. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like a little too much for a kid's book she definitely kissed him too just like on the cheek yeah she definitely kissed him um uh yeah and um so basically after the worm makes the movie an hour longer with like (laughs) one mistake yeah um she meets back up with hoggle and hoggle's like a coward yeah but sarah's brave so they already have like an in- interesting dynamic, mm-hmm. and um, and then there's this big monster that they also meet. His name's Ludo. Mm-hmm. I think he's the Frank Oz character. Probably. Sounds like Fozzie Bear a little. Yeah. So I liked him. Um. So Ludo is like a big, strong monster that has um like this power to move rocks, move rocks with his mind with well he howls his howls and uh he like at first like they don't travel with him like she just saves mm-hmm. him but hoggle's like super cowardly mm-hmm. and he runs away because it's a big fucking like it looks like a monster yeah and then while he's running away jareth mm-hmm. david bowie himself yes. yeah he gave him an enchanted peach that will take Sarah back to the beginning of the labyrinth. Yeah. And he told her, he told Hoggle that Sarah cannot kiss him. And then Sarah kisses him. And they fall down. And they also meet Ludo there. Mm -hmm. And it's very bizarre. Like, what did you think about their journey? Like, did you think it was just kind of like... So, like, the thing that really got me... Yes. The thing that got me with this movie 
is there's like almost no actual plot well she has to get the baby back that's it that's the only plot yeah everything else it like i got kind of bored most of the way through yeah because i was like can they just get to it already because like it it felt like they kept making up obstacles yeah i was a little checked out and and i'll get to this later probably when they got to sir didymus and his dog ambrosius yeah i I was checked out by then me too i was like i get it i get it i was also like this is also a children's movie this is the children's movie so i'm keeping that in mind they keep bringing up random stuff to hold the child's attention yeah but i was just like can they get to it like they just keep having david bowie sing songs and nothing is happening yeah and i've had dance magic dance stuck in my head the last three weeks (laughs) I fell asleep after they got to the bog of the internal stench the first night I was watching this movie. Yeah. Um, fun fact, we got a really cool couch, like, right before we watched this movie. Yeah. And uh, it, it's awesome, and I fell asleep on it. You did fall asleep so, on it. So... Um, came home, and you had paused the movie, and you were asleep. I was sleeping. So... <laughs> um. So, yeah. So, they meet up with Ludo... When they fall down after Ogle kisses Sarah. Yeah. And then they meet up with Sir Didymus and Ambrosius. And he's like, I won't let you through. And then Sarah says, please. Because it's a children's movie. Yeah, and they let her through. through, And they follow them. Uh, Sarah ate the peach. Because she got hungry. Yeah. And Hoggle was, like, very upset that, um, you know, Mm -hmm. he let her eat the peach. Because now he likes her. Mm -hmm. And he... He was getting all submissive. Ew. And yeah. Stop. And um, and then there's a, an illusion where she's in like a ballroom. That was pretty cool. Did you I like liked, that? I liked that part. Was that historically accurate? This doesn't take place in a period <laughs> of historical time. I figured it's you would just like, like that 19... scene. I like that scene a lot. Yeah, that scene was really cool, and I, I think got... it's a, one of the most memorable scenes in the movie. Yeah, it's like one of the most iconic things. Like when I see people like making like costumes and cosplays of this movie it's that dress it's always the ball gown dress she only wears it for like five seconds but it's yeah. always that and i feel like that that's the scene where you would see people repost on tumblr yeah yeah and be like i want this also david bowie's a 40 year old man i think at this point yeah maybe he's, late he's 30s like canonically a pedophile and like movie. he um yeah very bizarre uh choice there but mm-hmm. at least they got the star power um <laughs> Well, I think one of the things I remember reading was, like, David Bowie, like, this was, like, his, like, passion project. Oh, really? He liked... Yeah, he really liked this. Oh, wow. Okay. Anyways, so, um, she escaped from the illusion. She broke Mm -hmm. through the glass ceiling. Yeah. You know what I realized? All the people at the ball were the goblins. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, and then immediately she, uh, is attempted to be captured again by like the junk lady i think her yeah. name is Russell, at this point you're just going through the whole plot of the i movie. am i am going through the whole plot of the movie that's yeah. all i wrote down okay so that's it <laughs> yeah i uh i liked his fushigi balls oh yeah that was awesome <laughs> yeah um Oh, also, when I was at the Ren Fair a few... When we were at the Ren Fair a few weeks ago... We were. Yeah. Did you clock the Jareth that walked by us when we were at tea time? I didn't notice. Yeah. There was a pretty good Jareth cosplay there. That's awesome. Um, And 
I also wrote down because like after I watched this Mm-hmm. I I was making like connections in my head of like what other movies reminded me of this. Yeah. And one of the ones that I came up with was Howl's Moving Castle. Oh. And um I I put down uh Jareth walked so Howl could run. Yeah, it could have been inspiring. Probably a point of art, inspiration. Art inspires art or something like that, right? Yeah. Life inspires art. Yeah. Fart inspires art. Fart inspires fart. Yep. So, overall, I, I, other than, like, the lull in the middle where I definitely did fall asleep. Yeah. Um, I, I thought it was okay. Like, for the time, I'm sure, like, kids love this. Oh, yeah. I, I see us putting this on for our child. Yeah. There was yeah. a representation for the weird kids. The theater. I'm sorry, the theater. I should stop saying weird kids. Yeah. For the theater kids. Every child is fine. Every theater kid I knew was a little weird. I mean, Yes. But that's just because they're passionate, and yeah. children aren't used to being passionate. I'm, just, you know, maybe I'm just jealous of them because I was never part of something bigger than myself. They get to embrace their weirdness, and other people get shunned for it. Yeah, and they probably like marching band kids are like that too. Yeah, marching. Well, usually there's an overlap when marching band season yeah. ends, the play Theater season begins. starts. Theater yeah. starts. So like, yeah. Yeah. They learn how to embrace being weird. Yeah, and I think this movie probably helped them embrace being weird. Mm-hmm. Dare to be weird? Dare to be different. Dare to be different. That's, That's it. Is. Dare to be different. Uh, yeah, overall, this movie was pretty good. Yeah. It definitely uh, hasn't aged that well. It's definitely a nostalgia movie. Yeah, I was going to say, it's a nostalgia. There's a big point of nostalgia for a lot of people with this. Right. But it's mostly like people our parents age yeah and also us a little bit because like it was put on for me as a kid it was never put on for me like i remember it maybe it was just like on tv or something yeah i remember watching it at some point and like seeing stuff on tumblr yeah oh you know what no i do have one more thing to say mm-hmm. um the world itself reminds me of dark souls you say that about fucking everything no but I, no no hear me out it just does <laughs> <laughs> that's why that's that's my um reasoning. that's the validation it just does like it's a gross you know everything looks tarnished a little bit or elden ring i guess you could say and like there are big knights the big when it got to the part where the big knights when they're trying to enter the city yeah. i was like this is this is dark souls or demon souls right now oh like, God. like oh they're robotic i don't think that's a door i've never by the way i just want to say like i've never played dark souls or elden ring and I probably never will at this point. Yeah. But I like the vibe of those games a lot. Like, I feel like when someone says, I love Dark Souls, and, like, that's all I play, that's, like, dudes saying that they love the Roman Empire. Because, like, there's a vibe. Oh, do, you have, do you like the Roman Empire? I don't give a shit about the Roman Empire. <laughs> a lot of, apparently there's, like, this meme going around where, about like... how often you think about How the Roman often Empire. you think about the Roman Empire. I think a lot about how, like bizarre that time period was it was like a whole thousand years but i don't yeah but like and how like it all just kind of like faded away so quickly but like it's gonna happen with us too yeah it could happen anywhere like history we're doomed to repeat history if we don't remember it yeah basically but i don't like romanticize that period at all i think it was a period of like like okay well i mean there was some advancement but like i think there was also yeah. some major stagnation 
uh, in advancement because you had like one country just kind of or i'm sorry um empire empire just kind of doing their own thing and like making life worse for everyone else around them i like the mythology that's usually not like that's like early roman though like they stopped giving a shit about that at a certain point Mm. i think i don't know i'm not again i'm not i don't think about the roman empire that much um i thought no i thought that they didn't until like jesus yeah and then they they converted christian no they didn't like christians yeah, because they Because were... they had their own guy. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. All right, well, clearly I don't know anything about the Roman Empire. I'm not a real man. Fucking Bible I'm not a real man. But yeah, so I don't think about the Roman Empire. I think a lot about, um, uh, like, the feudal Japan. Hmm. So. Okay. Similar. No. Historical. Awesome awesome in a historical sense it's pretty cool my tailbone hurts you want to stand up and take a break and then we can talk about the other labyrinth movie yeah all right just pause hello we're back we're gonna make this next segment quick because i have to get ready for work (laughs) okay we also watched pan's labyrinth we also watched pan's labyrinth we're not gonna do a play-by-play of the plot no i'm sorry lauren is upset with me about that um she said i hate you no, I didn't like say Anakin. that. <laughs> I hate you! And I said... <laughs> this might be the first movie we had to talk about again. <laughs> because we're going to make this really brief. Yeah, maybe we should... Yeah. Um. So, what were your thoughts? Have you ever seen this movie before? I've never seen this movie before. Me neither. I knew of it. I'd never seen it. I d- did not expect it to be what it was. Me neither. I, <laughs> I thought it was going to be like magical and going in this labyrinth with the creepy fawn man. No, it's depressing. And it's <laughs> a fucking war movie. Yeah, it's all right. We're talking about Pan's. I don't. Did we say we're talking about Pan's Labyrinth? We are now. All right, we're talking it. about Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah. I thought it would be funny. We were just going to do Labyrinth, and I'm like, you know what? Pan's Labyrinth is also has Labyrinth in the title. Um, very different movies. Very different movies. This is a foreign film. Yes, I was going to say, is this our first, like, foreign film? No, I watched Tampopo, like, Other than Tampopo. Because um, we didn't watch that together. That was just you. That was just me. Because um, I literally wrote, is this our first foreign film other than Tampopo? Because I didn't watch that. Yes, technically, this is the first one we both watched. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Uh, what did you think about it? I liked it, but my I thought it was going to be something crazy different, and then uh, I thought it was gross. You thought it was gross? Yeah. Oh. I I There thought... was a lot of parts I had to look away. Really? Yes. I didn't look away from any of them. When he was like fucking like oh, his, torturing like... the guy and like stabbed his hand and made him like pull it out. Oh, yeah. I had that to look away at that. I had to look away when um fuck, what was it at like the very end? Oh, his like when she like rips his mouth? Yeah, all of and that he has part. To, and he sews it up. Yes, I had to look away at all so, of that. Yeah, so this movie is by Guillermo del Toro. I definitely did not say that right. That's okay. And he, this was like his breakout international release. I, I'm, I don't know if he did something before this, but like, probably, his whole vibe is like 
weird, weird goofy, like weird, like kind of similar to regular labyrinth, like uncomfortable mm-hmm. um, versions of like classic monsters, I guess. Yeah. There might be some sort of folklore here that yeah. was actually like accurate for that time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's the fawn. The fawn is definitely like the poster or the mm-hmm. the box cover like movie poster monster yeah and then there's the dude with the eyes on his hands yeah because this movie takes place during like world war ii was it yeah was it world war ii yeah it was it was 1945 i think this is why we're gonna have to like talk about this movie another time different war it was a different war no it was this was like the spanish civil war but that was during World War Two, I think. Was it? I don't know. We'll have to double check. I it was Fact like the same check. because they were talking about like the Americans arriving in Normandy, like in the newspaper. Oh, were they? That's that's what you know. Oh. I, th- I think so. I don't know. Okay, that makes we'll, sense. We'll do a deeper dive probably later on. Or no, this was like the war. Whatever war that they were fighting was over, but yeah. there were still like leftover like small battles. Yeah, like like people were still rebelling, and the, yeah. the villain of the you know they were unfortunately under the control of like the villain of the movie mm-hmm. who was like a general in like the fascist spanish r- regime yeah. so um it's about a girl i forget her name her name was i didn't write it down <laughs> anyways oh it was like a it was similar to M- matilda or marta um, this is going to drive me insane. Polly Pan's Labyrinth. Lauren's got a quick look. We at least need to know her name. I'm sorry I didn't take notes for this one. Ophelia. Ophelia. Not not very close, but... Close. All right, so it's about Ophelia. She she is an, an unfortunate like bystander through all of this. Literally, and, yes. And her mother uh, married into... Um, married the uh, like a general or like a commander because yeah, her dad died yeah her dad died and she remarried and she was pregnant with his son mm-hmm. so this movie overall is about ophelia coping with ha- her new life yeah all and the trying to and i i don't know if it's supposed to be like this fantasy shit is actually real or if it's like uh this is how she's imagining i think it was very much a coping like this is how she's imagining to get through this bad point in her life Mm -hmm. so she um i think it was that so her mother is very sick during the pregnancy very very sick and basically like she goes into this labyrinth that is um in like a tree or something oh when she got the yeah she goes into she doesn't go into the labyrinth often no, so she goes down into the labyrinth, and that's where she meets the fawn. Yeah, she meets and then the, the fawn. fawn tells her like you have to go on this like quest and do these three things because you're actually this princess that's reincarnated. Yeah, and you have to do these three things so that you can go back into our magical world. And if you fuck up, then you can't. And the magical world is heaven. Yes, basically. <laughs> and so she goes and does the first thing, and she gets like this mandrake root that yeah. she can use to help heal her mom right uh, the second thing the second thing is the hand eye man and she fucks that up yeah um and because she ate his grapes because she ate a grape the grapes did look really good to be fair 
Yeah, they did. They look like big juicy grapes. Um, but yeah, we're just summarizing the movie at this point. I like how at the end you're saying you say "ew, what the fuck" in your notes. I see that. I can read that. Yeah. Ew, 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 what the fuck? <laughs> okay, yeah. so overall, like, although it was not what I thought it was, and I'm just gonna kind of oh, try. Oh, I to... said that when he fucking shot her. Oh yeah, he shot the girl. Yes. The yeah. general killed the girl. Yeah, so, spoiler, the girl dies. Yeah, Sorry. it's fucked up. Um, and then she goes to heaven. She goes to heaven with her mom and her dad, I yeah. guess. Maybe her dad was supposed to be the fawn. Like, she was imagining him. And... Maybe? Either way, um, the movie, although it wasn't what I expected it to be, and it definitely wasn't, like, a Halloween movie. I would no. not say that. I thought it was very unique. Yes. I thought it was very unique. Yeah. And I understand how this got him on the map. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure right after this he did Hellboy 2, which I think is hilarious. Yeah. But similar, like, designs for that. And mm-hmm. it kind of works for Hellboy, but um, the Golden Army. Hellboy 2, the Golden Army. I've never seen any of the Hellboy movies. I know the second one is, like, a cult classic now. Yeah. So. I think oh, I saw the first one when I'm, I was a kid. I'm very glad that I, I, I would say that this is a good screen. Yes. Just for the fact that it Did is kind of... The Labyrinth was a good screen? Labyrinth, I would say, was a good screen. Yeah. If it wasn't a good screen, we wouldn't be talking about it. <laughs> oh, oh yeah. We also decided that after our Bo's Afraid um, feedback that we got last time, <laughs> that um, we are only going to talk about movies that we like on this podcast. Yeah. We are not going to um Movies that complain. we think we'll like. That we think we'll like. If we end up not liking it, we can still talk about it. And found at least a little bit of enjoyment yeah out of it yeah so uh i i did not fall asleep for labyrinth i mean pan's labyrinth that's saying something at least so yeah um i really did like this movie i thought that it was good and overall even though it wasn't what i expected Mm -hmm. and i'm not like a world war ii movie guy or like a war movie guy yeah uh, i thought this was probably the most palatable war movie out there because Probably. it had an interesting story it wasn't like we got to get home to our kids and yeah i've been out here in in uh, spain for five years of my life and yeah for some reason have an accent yeah but it was it was pretty good um an interesting take on a part of this time in the world mm-hmm. that people don't really talk about yeah, everyone focuses on all the other stuff that happened in World there's War II. There's a lot. It was a very busy there's time period. There's a lot period. that went yeah, on there's in World a lot, War II. There's a lot to go on there, but yeah. this might... There's reasons why people have like PhDs just in World War II. Yeah. <laughs> so, what did what else? Do you have anything else about it? Again, um, we can talk about this movie more in length at another time. I enjoyed it for what it was, even though I thought it was going to be something very different. Yeah. Because I, I knew nothing of this movie. So we're on the same page pretty much. Yeah. Like, um, I am more on the side of the fence that I think none of what happened was real. And right. it was all a coping thing. Okay. Um, except that she did get shot. Except she did get shot. And he was pretty evil. Yeah, and he was very evil. Yeah. Um, Like, she definitely, like, had her feelers out for that. Yeah. Um... I, yeah, I I liked it. Okay. Otherwise. Cool. Someone's going to listen to this and be like, why did they talk about Labyrinth for longer? Pan's Labyrinth is my favorite movie. 
they probably will say that and i'll just say i have to get ready for work there we go i have to get ready for work in like 20 minutes it is a movie that i think i will watch again specifically because there is a criterion version of the movie that has like bonus features yeah and uh, i really like I that. that i love i like that they do that i do know that <sighs> whoa sorry i haven't drank all my coffee i do know this movie had almost exclusively everything was practical effects oh yeah yeah that's yeah which is very impressive a lot of costuming and makeup well that's like that his, was a man that's also his thing costume. too like yeah. even with like the pinocchio movie they just yeah. did that was, well, that was all... stop motion yeah yeah i really want to see that too that's already got a criterion version yeah it's we coming should out soon. we should see that we should because uh one of the guys who also worked on over the garden wall had a really big hand in making that movie yes i feel like you mentioned that to me before yeah it's because i love over the garden wall okay so pants labyrinth good screen we kind of spoiled mm-hmm. a few big part par- parts i that's what we do but we have the expectation that you have watched this movie before we talk about it yeah but we really did like it mm-hmm. and we need to move on yeah so lauren yes what is your screenless shout out my screenless shout out is self-care yay Yay. i thought it would be knitting well that's part of my self-care oh okay i've i've also uh part of that too is um i've been trying not to spend time in the morning on my phone yes and scrolling because i realized it was an issue so that's bad screen that's bad screen and talk about that here i have been trying to fix it and so uh to fix it over the last like week and a half or so i have been spending time well it's a long a while longer than that because i made the rainbow hat probably the last two weeks last two or three weeks or yeah. so i've been uh, working on knitting before i go to work instead of yeah maybe three weeks because i wasn't home last week yeah <clears throat> okay um, and uh, i've been enjoying that because mm-hmm. uh like i said earlier i'm a bit of a sewing slump right i'm burnt out on sewing at the moment um although i did help uh one of our friends make her first quilt. lila yeah you can say her name oh okay isn't she going to be with us for like a certain podcast in a couple weeks? Yes, I actually okay. need to talk with her about we that. We have to coordinate that. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, she was maybe going to come over on Sunday. This Sunday? No, that weekend. Okay, well, we'll have to... Well, yeah, we'll figure it uh, out. Tell her that she needs to be be prepared to be away for like a long time. Yeah, she needs to yeah, spend the day with yeah. us, basically. It needs um, to be the whole day so yeah so she came over because one of her friends is having her second baby Mm -hmm. and she wanted me to help teach her i taught lila how to make a baby quilt yes and it was a lot of fun she did very well she learned a lot yeah um there were some parts that i did do just because uh we had limited time so i did it to be faster and we got almost all the way done that's awesome baby quilt it's snoopy yes it's very cute um very cool very cool so i guess that also counts as part of my screenless shout out uh that's part of your self-care it's part of my self-care um but yeah and i'm working on my first fair isle knitting hat i've been posting progress pictures of it on uh skyward's discord server oh uh but i guess i could also post something of it in our discord server yeah that we never use that we never use (laughs) i have to set up like stuff for it so that all of our uploads go like to it 
and stuff like that. Yeah. I think I made that a little too soon. No, I don't think you did. I think we just only have like four listeners. Oh, yeah, that's what I mean. I think I made it a little too soon. Um, but yeah, I... Sniffling. My screenless shout-out is self-care. Cool. What is your screenless shout-out, Russell? My screenless shout-out is the book I've been reading. Which and is it's reading again, but I've been reading Ender's Game. Okay. Did I talk about this last time? I think you did, but it's also been like a month. Okay, but reading... All right, last time reading was my screenless shout-out. Mm-hmm. This time it is a book I was reading. So mm-hmm. I've been reading Ender's Game, mm-hmm. and overall I'm enjoying it. I'm yeah. enjoying it so much that I went to the library yesterday and I borrowed the sequel because I wasn't sure if I was going to read, like, all of it. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to read, like, the first 50 pages of the sequel mm-hmm. and see if I like it. I know where where the sequel starts. Um, overall, Ender's Game is a classic science fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, it might be like groundwork for a lot of inspiration of things like I'm going to make a bold claim here but I think this book might have inspired Evangelion which came first definitely Ender's Game I see that I see that a lot now that you're saying and I'm only saying that because I think Ender's Game itself has the same vibe as a lot of anime yeah. So there's I'm a kid. There isn't like an Ender's Game like, anime. Yeah. So this like, would do so well as an it's anime. It's about a kid who has a sister who loves him a lot and a brother who's kind of mean to him. Mm-hmm. And there's definitely like, she's way too smart and kind of like, you know, um, has an attitude, mm-hmm. but loves her brother. That's yeah. that's an anime thing. That's a Japanese thing. That that just feels like like it would work so well if they adapted it to. Mm-hmm. Uh, a manga or an anime mm-hmm. and um and then he goes to like this battle school yeah and he meets all these on, people like the moon <clears throat> or on, something on a spaceship on a spaceship that's round yeah and <clears throat> and um he's there for like three or four years yeah and he advances he's the only thing i don't like he's about like a child it, genius he's accidentally a child, he's but he doesn't realize it yes and and he's a mary sue i think he starts to realize it at the end he does but, or closer to the end because he doesn't lose any of his battles Mm -hmm. and he's just too good and he's kind of like the only thing i don't like about it is like for the whole book he's win 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 there's a little bit of a conflict where i am right now but i know he's gonna get over it Mm -hmm. and the only reason why is because now after he went through his battle school he went through his you know ninja school now he is uh, meeting up with a master to help him on the field Mm mm-hmm so not only do I think this might have inspired um, Evangelion. Are you going to see Naruto? I think it might have inspired Naruto. I could see the seeds in Mazer Rackham is Jiraiya. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's a, like, I have like 40 pages to go. And now he's like commanding. He's doing stuff. But he's going. The problem is he's going here and there so much yeah. that like like tens of years are going by Mm -hmm. in on earth and he's still a child Mm -hmm. because he's going through like like the and and the only like i'm really enjoying the book because it is kind of like silly yeah and and like kind of like wouldn't this be crazy yeah like bug alien like they don't even like describe they they call them buggers Mm -hmm. which sounds like a slur it does um so it's hard to say 
and um they they don't even talk about what they look like until I imagine them looking like ants no they're not they're not they look like bees oh that's what it was <laughs> yeah they look like bees yeah and they think between their minds uh, yeah so i read this book when i was like 13 so there's some parts of it that i still remember yeah and some parts that i don't i remember i liked the twist because i was like 13 when i was reading this and i was like oh my god it was all real yeah. yeah. And um, I remember my mind being blown by like, that. Like the, the game he was playing was just them being like... It was like real battles. It was like... He was commanding real armies. Yeah, as a nine-year-old. Yeah. And um, and then like when they got him out in the field, like... Because apparently, like the whole army or whatever... I always assumed this was like the American army or something. The whole like American world army or whatever couldn't figure out how to fight these bugs so they had like aliens so it took until like a nine-year-old realized like oh they're bees they have a hind a hive mind and you have to like take them out systematically or whatever yeah and like you recognize their patterns and you take them out that way Mm -hmm. it took all that like they have the technology to go to fucking like space and that but they don't have like they they couldn't figure that out the tactics they couldn't figure out the tactics to fight these bees and then a (laughs) nine-year-old does and then it's like I don't know what happens in in the rest of them. It seems like he gets a little washed he, up. Well, he he commits xenocide against yeah, the buggers. He does. He and then he copes with it. He has the, to I think the, the problem is the problem is like the reason why I'm like the, this. The whole first book feels like a setup for like the rest of the like the series. And like I'm like, when does it have like a client? Like, cause it's just kind of like, and then he did this, and then he did this. And then he accidentally killed this kid. And then he did this. Yeah. And then the climax is that he has to live with is this. Is that the rest he of learns? Is that he learns what he's done? Yeah. And and because like everyone out, like the the generals all know that it's real, but yeah. no one tells him until like the end. Yeah. And there's like this weird like B plot where like his his brother and sister, who are also geniuses, yeah, like try to like create fake news. <laughs> on earth yeah. on earth yeah. because they think that the russians are gonna take over after the buggers war is over which i thought was like wow nothing's really changed, changed in russia nothing's changed and, at all in the last 100 years and um but either way like i think that it like like it's such a silly like it's it's really like one of my like it's it's really dry i'll say that like the writing isn't like exciting that often it's like I remember you really it enough when you I gotta it. really th- like it, it's like hey we're gonna talk about all these things this guy's doing i hope you have a very descriptive mind <laughs> because you're gonna have I hope to like the type of person actually imagines images i realize there's people that don't yeah we've talked about that before yeah uh, skyward said he doesn't and he reads a lot i see images i see an app i can conjure an apple i can conjure an apple but i actually struggled in this book because they were in anti-gravity and I wasn't quite sure where to picture everybody when they were doing like the mm-hmm. the, te- the battle tests with the kids. Yeah, like that part. That part of the book was kind of like my least favorite. Um, do you want to watch the Ender's Game movie? I kind of do. <laughs> I heard the movie's kind of ass. I know it's ass. Um, but I kind of remember when it came out. I know Harrison Ford is one of the characters in it. Yeah, and um, let's watch that next. No, I uh, we're gonna watch Fast and Furious next. Let's do both. I really just want to watch one movie a week again. I um, want to watch Ender's Game though. All right, we have one. Well, we have one week before that week. You know, 
podcast where we watch okay what are we watching this week then all right this week we will watch enter's game okay because you'll be done with it i'll be done with it it, tonight yeah and um but yeah overall it's a very good very good book uh Mm -hmm. i am going to read like 50 pages of the next one to see like what happens I remember starting the second one after I'd read the first one. Yeah. And I was upset because it skipped to him, like, being an adult. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he was, like, uh, washed oh, oh. up. Time skip? Time skip. And he, because it goes to him being, like, 30 or something. Yeah. And it's, like, he was, like, washed up and depressed. And I'm like, what the fuck happened? <laughs> and I've returned it to the library. Yeah. I was like, this is stupid. It's, it's such a silly, like... <laughs> so it, it's such a silly concept like uh wait there's another like crazy like um connection that i was making oh halo mm. halo was probably inspired by this because halo they find the aliens and humans aren't physically strong enough to take care of them on their own oh. so they do the spartan program and they yeah. take children and turn them into you know master chief I think it also maybe just became a trope at that point. Yeah, I think this, but this is where, like, it the definitely groundwork. started. I think yeah. it was the 80s, late 70s when this came out. Yeah. So. I mean, that makes sense with how they were worried that the Russians were coming. Yeah. The fucking Cold War. <clears throat> so, uh, definitely recommend it. It's a, kind of a shorter book, but again, it is. It, that book is not short, Russell. It's like 350 pages. Where is yours? It's on the couch. It is not short. It is dense. It's it's really it was tough for me to read it for long periods of time. Yeah. Yeah, but overall very good. I really enjoyed it. Um, I want to. I really do want to start like a like maybe like monthly book club podcast. With who? I don't know, anybody who wants to do it. Okay. I think Will would be perfect because he's apparently he's not gaming anymore. Oh. Yeah, I said that kind of snarkily. I mean that in the best way. Like, good for him, honestly. Yeah, maybe. Games suck. I should get Will into knitting. <laughs> hey, that'd be good. Yeah. Yeah. Doing stuff with your hands is, like, proven to, like, give you a dopamine boost. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of you're sense. you're crafting. Yeah. And now I'm going to have a cool hat. Even though I think I'm going to make another one with a different color after this one. Okay, cool. Or maybe just a whole other pattern in general. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. What time are we at? uh an hour 20 oh that's pretty good i need to get in the shower um all right so next week thank you oh also thank you everyone for watching listening thank you that for thank that. you for doing that next week we will be watching ender's game mm-hmm. we're just gonna watch one movie next week because we're gonna record like less than a week from now but mm-hmm. i honestly have a lot in the tank that i could talk about for my my good screen and my screenless shout outs so i'll be fine okay i don't so um, mine will probably be Critical Role and ending again. Oh, okay. So no, we have... Oh, yeah, we're going to go do the other something. Thing. We're going to do something, and we have another thing that we both watched together that we're going to briefly talk about. Oh! Yes, we have to watch more of it, though. Yes. It's kind of a surprise, but maybe not. It's going to be very left field. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> again, thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, another little announcement at the end here. I'm pregnant. <laughs> no lauren is not pregnant. no i'm not <laughs> um i'm gonna stop using twitter for the good screen account mm-hmm. and i'm gonna start using threads threads, <laughs> threads has improved to allow multi-account switching on mobile and 
possibly desktop. And there's a do desktop before. No, there, there's a desktop client. It was like a soft launch, and it only came out like three months ago. Yeah, I don't like threads. Uh, I'd rather go back to Tumblr than be on threads. No, 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 no. People are people are making the move. People are actually making the move now. Like, there's a lot more people on threads. That's because Twitter's about. I saw self something. I saw something with over a thousand likes. Elon Musk <laughs> just like fired everyone on the Twitter team. And he's making all these changes, and a lot of people are like, "There's a meme going around on threads. It's like, is anyone else still posting here? <laughs> I'm back." So. Wow. Um, I'm just gonna go back to Tumblr. I'm gonna go back to. Um, I'm, I'm gonna start posting the episodes on threads, and Instagram. Like half the only reason why I'm still on Twitter, is because. Ours. There's a lot of artists and like small businesses that I follow on They'll there. They'll move. They'll move. I like Twitter. Or not? Who knows? Um, I I don't like Twitter. I don't like the ethics of it all. I don't like Elon Musk. I don't like it now. Yeah. So I liked it when I started going on it like two years. People ago are creatures of habit, and a lot of people will be on Twitter until it literally goes down. Probably what I'll be doing. Um, people think that Twitter is like a utility and like you need Twitter to survive, but you really don't. You don't. Um, people who think that are are uh, they, they are uh, comically online. I don't not even like uh, terminally online. Comically, mm-hmm. um, there's many other websites that you can use to get the information you need every day. Like I don't know, maybe like news websites. I I watch the reels of the SpongeBob talking fish to get my news. Yeah, you you do that. I don't watch any news. Period. That's that's as good as it's gonna get for me. Yeah, um, but I like Threads, and I like that I can do fast account switching for it now, so that I can post um, podcast updates on Threads as well. Mm-hmm. So maybe our podcast will make Threads popular. They'll be like, whoa, <laughs> sure, cool podcast. Wow. Uh, so, so our uh, I'm gonna leave the Twitter account up for a little bit. I'm not gonna like delete it. I might nuke mine, but I'm not gonna nuke the grid screen one. Okay. Just in case. Um. But overall, um, you can interact with us on YouTube if you're watching on YouTube. Thank you for watching. Mm-hmm. Thank you for listening and watching. Yes. You can. Reach out to us on Threads at Good Screen Pod, or Instagram. Same thing, mm-hmm. Good Screen Pod. Send us an email at goodscreenpod at gmail Correct. And we have a Discord, and that's in our link tree, mm-hmm. which is on every one of those social media platforms. Okay. Sorry again for not uploading for a long time. Life has been busy. Yeah, life uh, finds a way. I've already decided when you start working first shift again that we're just going to like hard cut to a season three. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is kind of like, it feels like an in-between period for the podcast. We're in like a slump era. Yeah, the slump era. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening again, everybody. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.